generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome in, you were listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. The end of the year is sneaking up on us and that is exciting for many of us as we get to take a bit of a break and equally as exciting for me because I get to do the same thing and today, Saturday morning, I've come to record Money Mail and then I'm heading down to the beautiful viaduct of Auckland with someone you're familiar with, with Mikey. We are taking some time to reflect on 2023 KTC's journey in 2023, which Mikey's been a big part of, taking a lovely, patient, and beautiful partners as well for a stake. They can sit through some OCR chat, the GDP data from this week, and my word, they will be fucking wrapped to be a part of that, won't they? But hopefully, when we order a bottle of champagne, that'll keep them happy for the first 30 and they won't leave us. But we'll keep you posted on that in the next Money Mail. Stay tuned. But in all seriousness, it's going to be great to sit down and actually just chill out and reflect on on a massive year. And I'd encourage you to do the same with whatever you've been up to out there because this has been a tricky year, hasn't it? And if you've been listening long enough now, you would know that we think 2024 is going to be just as tricky, if not harder, than 2023. Now, Hopefully, you've got yourself into a position where you're ready for that, both mentally, financially, physically, spiritually, morally, whatever you've had to tidy up. And if you're not, try and do as much as you can to be ready for that. And for all the things that we don't know around the corner and that we're not yet prepared for, we're preparing to be prepared when those surprises come at us. So fucking bring it on is all I've got to say there. This is week number 188 of Money Mail and we're going to rip straight into it because it's quite a long one. I've titled this one, What Version of Money Are You? This come off of the back of a client of mine in accounting. I'm not giving out financial advice here before someone's like, oh, you can't be doing that. A client has a student loan that they need to make a repayment on and they said to me, do you think it's a good idea to pay off the entire balance. Now, their balance is 2.5K. So if you don't have a student loan at this stage, don't turn off because it's this 
lesson isn't actually about this. It's about something a lot bigger and it can be applied to other things. Now, the client said to me, I have the 2.5k balance and I'm sick of you basically messaging me every tax installment saying that I have to make these payments against my, my student loan. I've got 2.5k left on it and I've got 2.5k sitting in a savings account. Should I just pay, pay it off? I've been doing some reading and I don't think there's any point paying it off faster than need be. But what do you think? And this is one of those things where only they know the answer. And of course as well, if I know the business owner and how they roll and have had some time of them, I can kind of say, from what I understand about you, I think this might be what you'd like to do because this is the level that I sort of see you um, playing the game of money and business and stuff like that on. And again, it comes back to the client to decide, but often I'll say like, this is what I would do. But it did get me thinking about what I would do. And what I decided to do was ask my old self what my old version of myself would do, and then my new self. And that gets me thinking about the different levels of money and versions of ourselves and versions of money that we install into ourselves. So I asked the old version first, right? I said, what would you do? Now, the old version of me would list out all of the reasons why you wouldn't want to do this, and that would include the likes of, it's interest-free, you can invest your 2.5k and make a return on this, money is becoming worth less, so your debt is being inflated away. Now, that would see me thinking, I'm winning, I'm sure showing them, whoever them is, and I'm showing them that I know this money game, like I'm winning here. You're not going to pull the wool over my eyes, don't you worry. I'm going to take this interest-free debt and I'm going to let it be inflated away and I'm going to pay it off as slow as I want to and I'm going to make some money with my 2.5 grand that I've got in my bank account as well. So that's a very good argument. You wouldn't repay it and you just pay down the 12% required. Now, I'll remind you about that as we go, but on a recent podcast, we looked at what that 12% requirement was. But... This is where it comes to us thinking about being a different version of ourselves. And you look at this and you challenge yourself to think bigger. So then I ask the new me, okay, what would you do and what would this look like? So the new me said, well, I'd pay it off in one go. Done and dusted. And now I can hear a number of you being like, fuck that, that's an absolute waste, you're an idiot, don't do that, what are you thinking, why the hell would you do this? Well, I've still ensured that I've got some emergency funds sitting aside, but I know that I have 2.5k there, I've got a 2.5k debt, and I clear it, bang, done, IRD off my back. Why? Because I'm trying to push myself to become a more advanced thinking version of oneself that you currently are today. You want to be student loan free, so that's the goal. Not, fuck, I'm going to drag this out as long as I can because I'm winning and I'm showing them. No, no, I want to be student loan free, that's the goal. Okay, I'm going to take action to achieve that goal. And now I don't want to be part of the 650,000 people that are paying their student loan back. I want to get myself out of those statistics and I want to start entering some new ones. So you want to think bigger. Now you also, you know that you're missing out on these micro benefits but you don't care. You don't care about the $100 of after-tax interest that you would have earned on your 2.5K. Remember, that was one of the old self 
reasons not to pay it off. So I can invest my 2.5k at about 6% in a term deposit for the year. I'll sure show them. And then, of course, I'll pay 33% tax on it. So I'll get $150 of interest, 6% on my 2.5k. And then I'd pay 50 bucks of tax and I'd have $100. Yay. Okay, cool, man. Life changing that, isn't it? Now, then I'm not having to pay off $100 of my student loan because the bank have done it with their interest because I've lent them the money for a year to do that. Very credible argument, makes sense. But that takes an entire year, you know, to earn that $100 of interest. This is about thinking bigger. How can I make 100 bucks in a day, in an hour? Not a fucking year. How can I go out there and find $100? Now, I know, the new version of me knows that I've been able to stack 2.5K clean. So no one can tell me now that I don't know how to do that. I have the methodology, I have the knowledge, so I know that I can do it again because I've done it once. So now the challenge would be, how long did it take me to do that and how could I do it in half the time? So the new self pays off the 2.5K debt, then I look at my challenge to myself as right, how can I stack 2.5K in six months so I can get back to the person I am right now with the 2.5K, but in six months' time, I've already become someone new because I don't have a student loan, and then I'm going to go, right, I'm going to go and find another 2.5K out in the market. Well, how the hell would you do this, right? Obviously, you've got all the resources that we've put out this year and previously around making uh, different ways to make extra money, but you would start by looking at how you save the first 2.5k. What lessons are there and can you speed them up? What would you do differently to stack 2.5k? What can you sell that you don't use around the house? Where can you earn? Who can you help? Those are the things that you're looking at and those are the things that add income to your household. Now, if you don't practice these things, it won't happen and you lean on old self, no, 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 I'll just stick to my income level and I'll pay my 12% down. I'm fucking winning. Don't you worry about me. I know how this thing works. But remember too, that you now have 12% more of your income from each pay to do something with. What are you going to do with this? You, you have to know this answer because from next pay, it's a real thing. For the old version of me, I didn't need to think about this for another X number of months. And most People know how many months until they have paid off their student loan. But if you pay it off in one go and get rid of it, say the 2.5K, then you're going to be that new person that has a 12% pay rise. And it's pretty grunty because we worked through an example recently where basically if you're earning 73K, I think it came out to be around $6,000 you're paying off your student loan each year. Now, say you were to be paid fortnightly, then you're going to have around $230 in the hand each fortnight that you can do something with. What are you going to do with that? You now need to know that and think about that because it's real for you next payday. So better get that education and make those decisions. Old version of Luke, Nah, I don't need to worry about that for 6, 12 months. It's not a thing. It's not real. So you wouldn't be thinking about what you're going to do with that 12% because you're going to only need to think about that once it's cleared. You'll fantasize about it, but it's 12 months away, so yeah, it doesn't matter. A reminder here that the rules state that those with student loans must pay 12% off the student loan from income above $22,828. The cash flow freed up 
from no longer paying back the student loan may also help you service different forms of debt too. So you better learn that, i.e. people have explained on the podcast before about paying off their student loan and then they've got more disposable income each week and that may change what they're able to borrow. But perhaps, and more importantly, the reason we want to do this is that we've achieved a significant financial milestone of clearing your student loan. We're not in that 650,000 person group of student loaners anymore. We've got out of it. Now sure, it was interest-free and it cost you nothing, but what do we know? Nothing is free, right? So you were paying because you were paying with the opportunity cost of the 12% each pay packet. You were paying with your mental rent because you think about this and you look at it each time you get a pay slip and you see your student loan is on there. You can feel the burden of debt no matter what that debt is, if it's a mortgage, if it's a student loan, if it's a credit card, if it's a buy now, pay later, we know that we have that burden of debt. From the law of success, which you'll learn from very soon, one of the key principles is be careful with debt. It is a burden. That book is 100 years old. You'll learn a lot more on that podcast coming soon. But you don't have to pay these two things anymore. So you don't have to have the mental rent about your student loan and spend that and you don't lose the opportunity cost of what you could be doing with that 12% each pay packet. Now you get the mind freedom of not having a student loan. Now also, I didn't include it in here, but let's go a layer deeper. Now, a student loan is a loan from the government. Where does the government's money come from? Probably from you as a taxpayer anyway, and the future ones too. Now, if you are of the camp of, I'll just pay it down as slowly as possible, Well, just remember that that money has to come from somewhere. Now, you might get to the advanced, advanced level of money where you try not to need forms of government assistance and other taxpayers helping you out. And you may think, right, I'm going to try and not be somebody who needs to rely on that. And I want to get that monkey off my shoulder. Not everybody thinks like that, and again, I don't think a lot of people would have understood that, and it's very hard to articulate when writing down. But you may be thinking about going on a path to become someone that's like, nah, like I don't want to live over there. I want to clear my dues and clear my debts, even if it's interest-free, because really I know that that's money outstanding owed to the government. If we pulled in that $6 billion, say, what do they do with it? What gets built? What happens? But... No, we have the mindset of, fuck that, I'll drag it out as long as I care and as long as I want to. Not saying one's right or one's wrong and the argument would be, well, let's say everybody just paid off their student loans tomorrow if that was even possible. What would the government do with that cash? Who knows? Maybe pay down some of our interest-bearing debt? I don't know. Or you would argue it'd be wasted anyway. But that could be a level that you're going to where you want to rely less on other people and that being the government, family, etc. Everybody's on their different journey. So think a little bit differently and more critically when it comes to some of these things as well, rather than just seeing what everybody else is doing and what the best thing to do is. But back to clearing it, you get that reward, that dopamine rush of clearing a burden off of your back and out of your mind, and you finally get to start thinking about your future self without a student loan. 
So go on then, Luke. Do it. Transfer the 2.5K in one go and pay it off. Get that feeling. Become that person. Now, that is also scary to do. Letting go of 2.5K because you probably know how long it's taking you to save that. And you think, right, I'm going to transfer that, pay down my loan. And you feel like you're getting nothing in return because you've already had your degree and you've forgotten what you've got back in return for that. And you just let it go and it's gone and you're back to zero in that savings account. Now, you have to lean into the reward that you get, i.e. being student loan free and now the 12% and whatnot because it can be very, very hard to let go of money. Now, when it comes to money, it's really about how we individually look at these things and make sense of them. I individually, we love to think we are getting these quick wins with interest-free loans, you know, student loans, for instance, or, you know, no fees with buy now, pay later, or the hot points with uh, old version of Luke, or air points, you name it. We find ways to think that we are winning, and we are gaming the system, and we are giving it to the big guys, but can't you see that they have the biggest towers and the biggest profits, you know, the same ones that we all complain about. It's not always about quick wins and the perfect way to do things. It's about you becoming somebody who you aren't right now. And it is different for each of us individually. The quick win society never wins long term, probably because you don't learn anything valuable. A quote from the Law of Success that I mentioned before from 1925 that I recently read states that people who try to get something for nothing never win. This specific student loan question is an example of a situation where you will get two very different opinions on what the right thing to do is, but only you know what it is because only you know who you want to become when it comes to your money. So for the rest of your life, do you want to be the person chasing the quick wins and beating the system and giving it to them, whoever they are? Or do you want to be someone that's powerful enough to question your decision making, go against the crowd and go out there and make back the cash that you've had to let go of, i.e. the 2.5k? Here's someone who wants to clear their debt faster than required and here's their why. Absolutely about goals, they say. I'm tracking to pay my student loan off by July next year. It's at 11k at the moment. Once done, I'll be the first in my family to be debt free. That's a milestone and a generational shift on its own. That's somebody who has a clear goal, has a strong why, and knows that it's more important to them than just, I want to be student loan free. They are going to be somebody creating generational change in thinking in their family. What does that lead to? We don't know, but we get to find out over time. So that's really awesome. Now they're going after that ferociously. We no doubt they're being told by other people, don't worry about it. It's 11k. Who cares? It's not even that high. Just pay it down as slow as you need to. What are you doing? But that is not their goal. Their goal is to be the first in their family that is debt free. Now they can show other people and craft that path for people. Now another one, this person says, I've made the decision to try and clear all debt and get rid of my student loan. I checked the IRD payment calculator and with no additional payments, my last payment will be one year and five months. I've adjusted my financials and the fastest I can pay it off is in five months, saving me a whole year. Again, they'll be told at the barbecue this Christmas, don't do that. Who cares? Just the government's money anyway. It's bloody interest free. 
you don't need to be doing that. But these people have done the numbers and they don't want to just drift, paying it off in one year, five months, for instance. Both of these people are challenging themselves to become someone who they currently aren't by doing things that they aren't currently doing. There are levels to this money stuff and you have to understand what level you're on, who you are and who you want to become, i.e. let's go advanced. I know somebody in business who finances their tax bills so they don't pay their tax on time and they pay interest on top of that because then they risk the tax money by investing it and they can generate a return on that money that is higher than the interest cost. So it's effectively like them taking a loan and investing it and then when they really need to, they are paying the interest back down and they still have an excess so they're using their unpaid tax to be a loan to then pay the interest in time and generate a higher return. And you could say, well, Luke, you know, that's the exact same thing as what people are doing with their student loans. They're just slowly repaying them. Well, it's a little bit different, right? You know, this person is on a completely different wavelength where they're in business to then be able to use the provisional tax regime that allows them to pay its installments one, two, and three, so August, January, and May, and the lump sum tax amounts that they have to pay, they delay them, incur the interest charge, invest the money in the meantime, generate a bigger return, go back, pay the tax off, pay the interest cost, that's a tax deductible expense to them, and on they rumble. It's a completely different level, but they make it work for themselves, and that's what's right for them. We all have to think about who we are, where we're going, and who we want to become. We all have different goals in this space. So you have to understand your specific situation, because if you have a mortgage or interest-bearing debt, you may not make sense of paying off an interest-free student loan when you could be paying down your loan with that money, right? So people would argue with a student loan, well, why would I pay down my student loan when I could be paying down my mortgage faster? But here's the real lesson of all of this, and here's why I said even if you don't have a student loan, tune in, because this is what this is actually about. Think about this. The bank tells you how much to repay on your mortgage, correct or incorrect. They give you a figure and they say, this is what we need you to repay. Student loan, the government tells you how much to repay on your student loan. True or false? Yes, 12% on income above 22828, they suck it out of your pay. So the bank tells you how much to repay on your mortgage and the government tells you how much to pay on your student loan. Now what do you do? You acclimatize to these amounts. You just do as you're told. You do not think. Someone thought for you. You've not thought about how much you could repay off of these debts and only you can do that and it's who you become through the process, so be bold. Boom. Ever heard anyone talk about that? Didn't think so. That is some real critical thinking, that most of us get told how much debt we have to repay, whether it's a buy now, pay later, a credit card, minimum payment, a mortgage, a student loan, and then we acclimatize to those amounts and we just do as we're told. We don't actually think, you know what, fuck that. This is what I'm going to do. Those are rules that aren't rules, and I'm going to do it my way. Going back to our person before that basically said they run their student loan repayment calculator, and they've been told that they need to pay it off over the next one year and five months. And they've said, I'm paying that off in five months. 
So remember that you can do that too. But often we fall for the trap of letting other people think for us and then justifying that that's probably in our best interest. But have a look at all these things and understand whether you've done the thinking or someone else has for you. You are one of over 8,975 recipients. We're going to close out the year with 9,000 Money Mail subscribers to the written version. The KTC podcast has over 52,000 downloads in November. Feel free to share these lessons with someone, especially over December and January. December and January are one of the biggest users usage of Spotify throughout the year because people are traveling and they're listening to things. So do me a massive favor. If you like one of these podcasts, put it onto your Instagram. You might have 200 followers. You might have 50. You might have 10. You might have 2,000. You might have 20,000. This is how these things grow and People will only start listening if they're ready to learn. The teacher appears when the student is ready. It has been so noticeable towards the back end of this year. People are messaging me saying, your budgeting template, it's in week two of the blog for the 20 people that have messaged me this week alone asking me. Your budgeting template has changed my life, but it's taken 12 months. It's taken 18 months of them actually starting with that and then taking action off of the back of that. So many people are like, I need the template. What's the template? You're hiding it. Where is it? What's in there? They're going to be really disappointed when they realize it's really simple. It's really ugly. It's designed to get you thinking about your money. You do that and then you go on a new path because you start becoming somebody else. You take a whole set of different actions and then you look back and you go, fuck, that template's been amazing. But really, it's the action that you take in the following months. Again, it's that quick win thinking rather than, okay, consistent habits over the longer term. What do I need to be thinking about? So, you know, if people are really ready to be a student, they'll take that template and they'll run with it and they'll do it month after month. They'll set the calendar reminder. They'll keep looking at it. They'll then pay down their debt. They'll build their emergency fund. They'll save more. They'll be more deliberate with their money. They'll know where it's going. They'll understand it a lot better and they'll do that month to month and then they'll come back and say, that's been great because they've created new habits. Now, if the student isn't ready, they'll download the template and go, this looks kind of shit, eh? I reckon there's a better one out there, and then they won't do anything. Or they will download it, and they will start to fill it in and go, I don't know some of these things, I'll come back to this, but they won't come back to it. Now, more and more people are asking for it because it's tricky out there at the moment. But really, the template isn't the solution. The habits that the template drives are the solution. Did you know in the September 2023 quarter compared with the June 23 quarter, GDP fell 0.3%. The Reserve Bank had forecasted growth of 0.3%. We've got a year in review coming up. And I said to Mike, he's like, damn it, I wish we dumped that before this data came out. But anyway, it was recorded before this data came out. But it's a further fall in the December quarter that will see us in a technical recession. What that means is we've had a negative quarter for the September quarter. I personally didn't think it was going to be uh, a negative one because I can definitely feel things slowing down and even looking at clients' numbers and things, but this December quarter has felt really tough and really niggly. So I'll be very surprised if the December quarter isn't a negative. Will it be protected by some summer spending? Maybe, but I just don't think the money's there to allow people to do it. So if we have two negative quarters, we're going to see a technical recession. Now remember earlier in the year, we went into recession and then the number was revised back to a zero, so then we weren't in a recession. But then they've revised that again to another negative. So yes, we did enter recession in 2023 and we might already be in another recession. 
someone said during the week, well, what does this mean? What do we need to do? And before I could even comment, I saw someone awesome in the KTC community reply and say, the guy's recorded over 400 podcasts for you to learn from. Probably start there. Probably start there. So that was so cool because that's literally what I was about to say. Ah, oh, there's 400 or so podcasts that you could learn from. Go check them out. But really, there's not much we can do, right? We just have to play the cards that we're dealt with and we've got to figure out how we can protect ourselves individually and how we can go out there and run into those headwinds and keep pounding. We talk about that in the year review. That's coming up for you soon. People have been joining and doing night school recently, which is awesome to see as well. That's at the bottom of the email if you ever need that. It's got a whole heap of lessons and resources to get you thinking. A couple of comments before we go. The first one says, uh, if it's interest-free, don't pay it and let inflation do its job. Did you actually read the article? No reply. That's someone from the top party as well, FYI. And then someone else says, yes, be bold, take action, love it. Thanks, Luke. A mortgage advisor says, nah, don't pay it off. It's interest-free unless you're applying for a mortgage and it's impacting debt servicing. Again, did you read the article? Probably not. Again, there's no right or wrong answer. It's about who you are, who you want to become, and feeling the power to go, fuck it, let's go on this journey. I'm going to pay that bitch off be interest-free, I'm not going to have my 2.5k anymore, but you know what, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go and do it again. You do that and then you get the 12% as well, so you can probably start stacking that money, but you get to think about what you're going to do with that. Who's going to become more powerful and learn more, that person or the person that watches it get inflated away, that waits another year and two months for it to be paid off via their 12%. Who's going to learn more skills? What to learn, uh, learning new skills turn into learning equals earning there we go what a ripper i might not see you next week actually because i will try and record it before i go but i'm about to go overseas i don't think i'll be taking my podcasting equipment i actually brought a travel podcasting equipment hopefully my partner can't hear me in the background but it's lightweight and you can pack it into your carry-on so maybe i will take it with me we'll see but anyway if i don't see you or talk to you before christmas look after yourselves out there have a great one with your families be good Bring on 2024.